Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Today's guest, Luke Keeler, feels he has unfinished business in the ring. So last year, he decided to embark on a comeback. From Ballyfermot in Dublin, he came up in one of the most competitive eras of Irish middleweight boxing in the amateurs. He's been a pro since 2013, culminating in a world title shot against Demetrius Andrade in 2020, with a certain Jake Paul boxing on his undercard. With the world gripped by a pandemic, Keeler, a qualified engineer, returned to work in life. But the boxing bug hadn't gone away, you know. Last year, he returned to training and had his first fight in nearly four years in November when he beat Jiri Krupa at the Red Cow in Dublin. He's slated to fight again in Galway's Leisureland on March the 16th and is focusing full-time on what's probably, certainly, maybe his last dance in the sport. Luke, you've had many, many highs and a few lows in the sport. Is it fair to say you've got the love back now? Yeah, so great intro there, Kev. Yeah, yeah, very knowledgeable. And and, and thanks uh, for all the coverage over the years. 2013, Jesus. It's only when you say it, isn't it? It's 10 years, yeah. Terrellstown, you made your debut yeah, on, a, on yeah. a deal with um, Stephen Orman. Stephen Orman, Orman yeah. WBU World title. Spike was on yeah, it. Yeah, and I think yeah. Carl Brabazon made his debut, I think. I think it was his debut, or maybe his I remember, debut. yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. I think it might have been his debut, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's funny, you know. I remember looking at Stephen's belt back then and thinking it was the best thing ever, you know? Like, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, the, the ten, not that it wasn't, but you kind of, uh, your aspirations grow. You know, I was, I was, I was very uh, young, I suppose, and, uh, you know, 10 years, yeah. Long, long, long old career. But, uh, yeah, like you said, sorry, the intro, the bug, I, I stopped, obviously, after that world title fight, but I... I I just missed, I missed the gym and the lads and, and I felt like my body was still able to go, like, you know, that kind of way, like, I felt fresh enough. I didn't have a long amateur career and damage, like, see Dave Oliver Joyce and, and even, you could say, some fighters, like, even Mick Conlon, maybe, Do you know, with the camps and the Euro, I, I say this before, I never had that. I had one training camp a year for the seniors, which I said was competitive, trained for a few weeks, uh, always worked and I was in I done a degree in, in engineering so I always kind of was one foot in one foot out as you know because uh, you're covering things years now and thanks for that Kev the coverage over the years so appreciate it appreciate it it's far the way isn't it that, that mainstream media is it you're probably going to get with 
redundancy yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule against it yeah well definitely it, it, things have changed in the years like uh, papers don't get to cover as much boxing that's for sure like uh, the specialist boxing reporters have all ebbed, ebbed away like I, I couldn't claim to be one yeah. myself you know and I, I don't know too many others yeah. others at it either like yeah a- Eamon Carr and yourself was kind of you, you always gave me great coverage uh, and obviously the lads always boxing and that that group chat but you know, I felt, my body felt good, Kev, and I, and I just missed it. And I felt, I, I actually felt like I just wanted to go out on my own terms on, on like one more big fight, one one kind of, to show me what, do you know that kind of way? Because I feel, feel like uh, the world title didn't go great for me. Bad starts dropped and I just didn't feel like I've showed what I could have done, you know that kind of way? Uh, just, a, just a bad performance kind of, and I didn't want to go out on a bad performance. It's hard for a, it's I suppose it's hard for fighters to let go, but it would have been, I suppose if I had a, had a good performance in that fight, it's easier to let go. Do you get me? Mm. Even if I, I don't, I'm not saying I would have won around, but like even just to go out with a bit of pride is what it, what is what was in my head, I suppose. Yeah, Andrade, like he, like I mean at the time, right? Andrade, um, we'll, we'll go straight to that one because it was, you know, he he wanted to fight with Canelo. Golovkin mm. or Jamal mm. Charlo and just those fights were not happening for him and he had to fight who was put in front of him and you had your good win at Falls Park against Arias and you got the opportunity um, mm. he didn't overlook you though he like he took the challenge seriously and he, you know he, sh- he showed respect and stuff like that but um, like he came out hard didn't he what was the whole ex- yeah. experience over for you was it your lowest moment in boxing or was it still a high point getting to fight for a world title having like it probably means more now, something like having Jake Paul on your undercard. It was a bit of a novelty maybe back then at the time. It probably maybe didn't mean anything. Yeah. You look at you look at his yeah. uh, his status, his fame now, it would be a, it would be a massive deal. Yeah, he's a lot more. Uh, I didn't even know who he was at the time. Uh, I actually... I wish you could say the same now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah. And uh, I've done a video from my stepdaughter, Meadow. And obviously the the teenagers and stuff and, and teeny boppers all knew him so she was delighted with that give him a show out but uh, I, I hadn't a clue but he, since then he, he's done well in fairness to him he's obviously he's obviously trained and he's done decent enough and, and he's brought eyes to the sport and I suppose like it's not a bad thing once people are getting paid and off the back of it on his undercards and stuff like people are always giving out as well and he but and that kind of sells and helps lads. Once fires are on the undercard that are real fires, well not real fires, but just came through and get up opportunities not the it's not it wouldn't be dead against it. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that, but I I wouldn't be watching it either. And it do, it does annoy you when people are going, Oh, what's the big fight this Saturday? And and the only fight people want to talk about is Jake Paul versus Tommy yeah. Fury or something, and, and that's yeah, not, yeah, that's not really no, that's not, no, that, that, that's not good. But once, like, if it's once it's people are getting opportunities and paydays off, it's not the end of the world, is it? Yeah. Like, if it inflates yeah. the in, if it inflates the industry, that should be a good thing. But yeah, yeah, no, t- I, time what, time. I, yeah I, I, I kind of it was kind of me dream to fight for World Toil, and and that fight got made. Dragged on a bit. The camp wasn't great. Like I'm not making excuses, but it was kind of just I got there, arrived there, and it wasn't the it wasn't the perfect fight or, or opponent or style was or matchup and and 
I didn't have a great performance. You're not going away. So it was a big low for me. It was a big downer. And I didn't really compete in the fight, which was kind of a big downer, you know, because I caught early and whatever, went 10 rounds or nine, just near the end of the ninth round. But it was just a bit of a sickener. Obviously, COVID happened then and, and fight opportunities just didn't come in. Like, there was no offers for me or there was no... I got one. I actually got one offer against Sergio Martinez in Spain uh, to fight him. And it was like 10 grand. And I was just like, it's 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 a funny business boxing, isn't it? You, For a former pound for pound yeah, challenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just kind of, there wasn't a lot happening. And then McElhaney, uh, the guy that sponsored me, this uh, builder, Max Steve McElhaney, he used to run a show uh, with Collins in the RDS that didn't, didn't come through. And he was kind of asking me about going back and, and he was saying he's going to do another show and another show. And it kind of, that kind of it got me a buzz going because I didn't have a lot of offers. And fighting in Dublin again would have been amazing. So I got back training then after the three years. Uh, fair play to Jay Bourne. And the show didn't happen in the RDS. Uh, he didn't get stuff sorted in time. I don't know the, the full reasons. But uh, Jay Bourne stepped in and, and, and ran the show. I got me, uh, I got the ring rust off fighting that guy uh, in, in the red cow. But there seems to be a bit of momentum going in, in the Republic again with, with, with fights because we were starved for me for a long time. And uh, I'm near the end of my career. Uh, but I think I'll get another, this six rounder and then one big one is what I want. You know, and just f- finish up at that. Kev, yeah. with a bit of pride is the plan. Well, it's definitely um, a different landscape. But like, what do you like? Twenty twenty four. You're looking at the regular show, or regular shows coming up for Jay Byrne, and obviously um, McElhaney are doing that show. And you had last year, you had Joe Ward fighting up in Letterkenny, and there's it looks like Callum Walsh could fight in Cork this year, and Tommy Hyde did fight in Cork, and there was shows in Waterford and and Matchroom are back in Dublin. So it it definitely is different to the, the world you stepped away from. Like, I mean, the landscape is different as well since you, you, you were an MTK fighter and, and they're gone yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually only thinking back, you know, when you asked me the interview, I remember uh, I was boxing for Matchroom and you were supposed to uh, have a white collar with Frank Smith. Do you remember that? It was cancelled. Mm, it was talk of that. <laughs> yeah. And he's doing well, isn't he? Like, it's, it's, it's not that's a ra- long way around. I'm not going to race him in a 5K anytime soon, but I take the fight, no, no. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's gas. Like, he was kind of up and coming money and, and 10 years and, uh, like, whatever, seven, six years later, he's, he's doing very well, isn't he, Frank? Mm. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, half running the show. Um, but, yeah, like, I want to bring it back, Luke. Just You obviously grew up in Ballyferma. You started boxing with St. Matthew's Boxing Club and... Um, you, you might have heard we had Tony Bates on a few weeks ago and it sounded like it was a mad time coming up. Uh, what was what was Dublin like for you as a young lad? Um, you know, it's it's oh, nearly yeah. nearly 30 years since you put on boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah. It was eight when I started. I, I actually went, it was seven. My Uncle Stephen, who, who I always bring up, but, uh, he he was in with Saviors, with, with the McCormicks, and I used to go into the Saviors with him every Tuesday, wait around for him. And he'd put us in front of a mirror and save us, showing him we'd mess around when I was only seven. And then uh, St. Matthews was around the corner from me in Paddy Fairman. Uh, Stephen Marr was the coach and John Brannigan. And, and I had a bit of success there, the amateurs. Then 
Brian O'Donnell's dad, Brendan, he took over uh, with Greg Ormond and we had a bit of success. Timsy was there and Stephen Ormond and, and uh, Jim Deesha, good pal of mine. He won the intermediates. I don't really remember him. Albanian, knockout artist. But uh, we had a good run and a good amateur career in Ballyard. Good times in Ballyard. I was always kind of, it was good. You know what I mean? Growing up, uh, parents were always there and strict. So it was good in school as well. Like, you know, but no complaints. It's a funny story. You mentioned Tony Bates there. I'll give you a funny story. We were jogging and we do a little jog at the start. I don't know he mentioned that, did he? But we do a jog at the start, train another fight in a nightclub, say the week before. A chap hit me hit me on the slide and he me and Tony actually chased after him on the main road before <laughs> before I joke we were out jogging for boxing. But uh, he's a funny man, Tony. He's a mad man, isn't he? But he's well up for all that. <laughs> you said, that, did I remember that story? It's hard yeah. to remember them all. There were so many. It was like, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was yeah. like when the shopping bag bursts. It's like, what What do you pick up now? Like, it's just, it was, uh... Yeah, I must actually listen to this. Tony's, Tony's uh, disappeared for a long time. I'd, I'd like to see him fight again because he was a good operator. Uh, he's planning on fighting, is he, Kev? Did he say I that? I hope so. Yeah, he's he's kind of like you. He's He wanted to come back. He didn't want to leave it behind him, but I think he's just happy with what boxing has given him with what, with, with what boxing training has given him at the moment and if he fights again great if he doesn't he's still happy he's kind of put the gloves back on and gotten fit but uh, yeah I think I think like from chatting to him it'd be, it'd be great to see him on one of those Jay Burns shows I'd love to see him yeah he's uh, he's game oh, you, we used to spar at each other and he'd be a lot lower but he's game as hell get, get a win or two and fight Sen and Kelly or whatever like there's going to be lots I'd of I'd love to see that yeah, yeah, yeah I'd love to see the likes of that it'd be nice for him to go out with, with something you know and as you said, we've had a big domestic shit. When I was torn pro, there was probably 10, 15 pros. Now there's probably 50. Is there like, I don't know how many licenses there is, but it is a different scene, isn't it? Yeah, nearly double it. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there must be nearly 100 at this stage. It seems like it's yeah, ever expanding. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. But like, tell us about those days at Saviors. Like, obviously, um, remember the, the, the Ross Whitaker do, uh, documentary that was on? About like Darren Sutherland, remember Dino Murphy? They got the McCormick's there, and uh, your uncle as well. Like, what was what were those days like for you as as a as a kid? Yeah, no, Sabres was obviously uh, it was a it was a top club. One of the McCormick's, Pat McCormick, he actually brought me to London a couple of times and trips and and uh, some great stories. There's still Jimmy is kind of taking over in there. There's still a uh, it was like a. A top club in Dublin. It's kind of slipping away, I think. Uh, Palomine, actually, uh, Tommy O'Hearn and, and uh, his son, Derek O'Hearn, were helping out there as well. But you kind of have to move with the times with boxing, don't you? Like, it's got more technical since since their time. So, uh, you know, we went over and it was kind of, that, that was my introduction to boxing. And they were... They were obviously, uh, they were good to me. They brought me on trips as well. So uh, I'll always be in debt to them. Got, got a start there, you know. Your your uncle Stephen, um, you lost him in 2002. But did that, um, I believe it was like it was a terrible case, like a case of septic shock. Yes, but his organ shut down. Yeah, he went to the hospital a couple of times, was sent home. Uh, and it's getting more common now. One of the sepsis you hear about cases, but at the time it was a big, uh, it was a big unknown for me. Like people asking me, you know, how he died, and I was just like a viral or whatever. But uh, yeah, he passed away. Huge, huge shock. 
and 28 years old and you're you're idol at the time you know what I mean following him into boxing and I assume you know you wanted to be like him when you grew up and then he dies yeah yeah it's funny it's funny because I'm older than he was when he passed you know kind of way the years just go Uh, so we always looked up to him as he was he done well he was a pain and decorator or another uncle of mine had a couple of properties Nice cars, like, do you know what I mean? He's always kind of uh, someone that, that I looked up to uh, and was well-respected in the boxing and, and still is around Dublin and he was well-liked, you know? So it, it was a big uh, a big effect on me. Uh, but it's something that kind of, I think it helped spur me on a bit as well, you know, with, with my career uh, to do well and, and, and have that, you know, uh, pride from that. You'd have people telling you stuff like you're going to be as good as your uncle one day and stuff like that. And yeah, that well, it was just, yeah, probably, probably, probably looking back, yeah. Yeah, looking back, it probably did. It's funny, but and then like, fucking hell, getting old now, 36, and he was 28. It just it goes like a flash to them. What do you think you'd think of the career you've had? I'd say be proud, yeah. I still have a bit more to give, but I think, you know, uh, I'd say you would have been proud. It's not something you don't really think of, but yeah, you know, it's 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 just uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? One of those things. Yeah, like not to be too maudlin about it, obviously, but you know, he inspired you to get into boxing. You've had some, you've mm-hmm. had some amazing nights in the sport. What stands out for you as the most memorable night? Um, like winning at the Three Arena, would it be like um, like you know? Beating Bradley Price in Dublin for the Celtic title, or or the, the two wins over Conrad Cummins, winning at Falls Park, or the the, the world title shot, like well, yeah, maybe not the world title yeah. shot, maybe the way it worked yeah. out. But what's the what's the best night you've had? The, do you know what the 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 best night feelings was, and and like it was nearly like a relief when it was the Forge Cummins one. I went full time proud in in two thousand. I had to draw. Went with P actually. I had to draw. And before that, I was a big underdog, and, and I actually I left my job. I used to actually use my job. I said this before. I used to use my job as nearly an excuse, you know, to fall back on. I don't working full time, or these are training full time. But I actually jumped in with two feet, trained full time uh, with P. I got actually shoulder surgery after my Irish title win. Uh, I had trouble with that, and I was actually retiring after the Darden Cruz performance. It was just like. It was either go full time or go full time walking. So it was a big decision I made, and and I got I ended up getting surgery on my shoulder. Went full time, went full time with P. Loved training. I remember driving out to Bray with a big smile on my face. You know, no pressure. Had that draw then, and uh, the the European fight with uh, Cummins. He was on was 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 up on the way up. You know that kind of way. He was well fancied. And uh, I had that win, but it was like a relief winning. Like I've, I've like done something like in, in boxing that that I was really proud of because I know fair enough. I've I won the Celtic and and the Irish, but it was nearly expected. The the European belt that time wasn't expected, and and I just kind of I was nearly happy at that, you know. And then uh, it was a high profile show as well. I think it was uh, yeah. Con- Mick Conlon's first fight at home. Is that right? I think it was. Uh, so he turned yeah. professional in um, 2017 in the States and fought a few times, fought in Australia and everything. But I think it was his first fight back in Belfast. Yeah, and, it was uh, a great show. Track. Yeah, yeah. And it was a good show. Good, good, good. Uh, got good exposure from it. 
uh, had to return with him uh, and he was saying it was a fluke that went well. The, the probably best boxing performance was Arius. Like, the, like he was well fancied again, underdog again. So like I had a couple of good wins. Like fires, funny business boxing. Like some fires get the rub of the green and get good wins or, or can go against them and it can really change their career. Like uh, I see Steve Collins, like he he was having a close fight with Paulie McCrory. Uh, and then he then he was stopped. So it's a, it's it's a funny business box, and it it can go like on a flip of a coin, can't it? Well, but now I think yeah, I think I did have luck. Not luck. I trained hard and 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 had a bit of success, but still still something gnawing on me inside to finish out on a high with pride. Kind of is me thoughts on you know. Speaking about like the way careers can turn on a whim like what about those two fights you had with Tom Doran like a big opportunity obviously the fir- first time around you get you to draw him in the first round of prize fighter and you know you you lose that fight and you go out and you probably would have fancied yourself to win that prize fighter at the same time I remember at the time actually um, you were in the Celtic Warriors gym at the time and uh, you were all a tight knit bunch Stephen Orman had a fight same night against Terry Flanagan didn't he and he, so he was up the road did he have Pasco with him and, and, and you were in prize fighter right. what way did you what way did you work it yeah, so we, we had the, we had Steve Collins in my corner, and he done well. In fairness, like he done a great job. But uh, I won the first fight in that prize fight and damaged my hand, and and I cut the. They should have left me bandages on, but they cut me bandages off, and it was bad swelling. That's and I went right, yeah, in, I yeah, now, yeah, so that's yeah. what kind of like no excuses. But I went in with Tom Tom Dorn in the second fight, and it was stinging the hand, but uh, still a close, so still a close fight. He he won it out. And then the second one the was mad. Like I, I just it was kind of a very gung ho, was very aggressive and and wound up, you know, for that fight, mm. thinking uh thinking I'd get me out there. And uh I went in and got a bad knockout. Uh not a knockout, I was dropped or anything, but I dropped him and he dropped me. But it kind of uh it, it kind of made me a bit gun shy, I think, you know, looking back in my career because I used to put punches together, you know, to finish people. And had that bit of spite in me, just starting off. And then when I got that knockout the door, and I kind of held back a bit and just happy enough to win, you know, rather going, jump, putting the foot down and going for the kill again, which is something like I, I plan to do uh, in the, let's say, the next fight and my last fight, you know, just kind of, it's a fine line and balance between going for the kill and being reckless. Like you've seen a way. Gary Cully say, uh, teammate, he, he was going in and blowing people out. And then in his last fight after the knockout, then he's nearly, nearly too tight. You know that kind yeah, of way. Yeah. So yeah, kind of, you kind of have very to be much careful, about, you know, yeah, very much about getting the win. I suppose when you get knocked out, then it's very much yeah. about just get the win next time. And it's how long does the gunshot period last? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, hopefully yeah, yeah. it doesn't last very yeah. long. It's just, it's important yeah. to get that next win. Like after, yeah. after the Doran fight, like, I mean, before the Doran fight, you know, you'd, you knocked out Gary Bolden in the, in the first round at the Three Arena. Um, in fr- Eddie Hearn became your biggest fan. You went into prize fight. It didn't go your way, but you know, you're still doing well. Yeah. Fighting for matchroom. And then you, you, you go into that fight against Dora and stopped in the second round. It just shows yeah. how rootless boxing can be, though, because that was it. That was it for your opportunities at matchroom. One of the most entertaining fights of the year. It was, I know it was only two rounds. But every yeah. second of that two round was, was like, it was cool. Yeah. It was like a Jamie yeah, Collin fight, but no, it was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I remember actually Tony Bellew saying to me it was the best two rounds he's seen, you know. And uh, 
Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Hearn goes from being your best friend to, right, that's it. That's, you know, just business. Today, you, ha- you have to, uh, do you know, that's the thing with boxing. And I tell people this, uh, I'm like the elder statesman now in the gym. Like, there's no friends in boxing. Do you know what I mean? You're, like, don't have expectations that people are your friends or you've got, like, obviously some, you'll have coaches that look after you. But in terms of, like, management and promotion, it's just, you're going well and, and you'll do well. But, like, there's no friendship. Is that, like, it is cutthroat. I see in the UFC, they get more chances. Not only, like, the, you can get a loss and come back and be entertaining. Uh, with boxing, you can be cut off, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, no, I just I just kept on plugging away. Came back, Red Corner Promotions, fair play to them, ran a couple of shows in Dublin. And because uh, it's hard walking around the shows, and I got a couple of belts and and clawed me way back up. Signed the MTK, they had regular fights, they had TV, and, and it made it easier, you know, having that kind of platform. That's when I went full time. Like, if you don't have a, a plan in place or regular fights in place, it's hard to give up a good job. Uh, so I signed the MTK they done a great job with me got me world title fight and got obviously the Cummins fights and the TV and, and like it, it, boxing is as much as a business and obviously for fighters selling themselves as it is as it is a sport like you, you, all the younger guys now are act, like active on social media and they followings and something we have to start putting out a bit more of the kind of uh, quiet on social media you know did you have any misgivings with, like with your involvement with MTK at the time? Because obviously, you know, other other fighters would say, "Oh, I don't know what's what" or whatever. But you know, you you know the crack. You're an educated fella, and like you had a fight for Roadstone that was actually scheduled yeah. for the night of the Regency yeah. shooting, and that was cancelled. Boxing went very quiet in in the Republic. There was the media ban. There was a lot of a lot of bad news about boxing at the time, and it lasted for a good few years. I know opportunities went north, and you you did get the fight on the stadium show in uh, Windsor Park. And there were big yeah. opportunities for you there, like any, and you fought um, the double with Cummings, you know, the return fight as well. But were there any misgivings about that involvement at the time, or or even since? You know what? It kind of it, it was the the only show in t- town, I suppose. Like all the top stars were signed, Frampton, Burns, like all the lads were signed with them. All the top promoters were walking. <laughs> With, with them, uh, MTK, Hearn, Warren. So it was kind of, it's just, it was accepted by everyone in boxing, I suppose. It is my kind of excuse, if you may say it. Like, and it was the opportunities put in place. Like you have TV, you have regular shows, or you, or you try to sell tickets in the stadium, mm. shows that aren't happening. So as a fighter, uh, it was just the only show in town. Yeah. And uh you well, do a great job, you know. Would it be fair to say as well that your decision to go all in on boxing, because you put boxing as your career, you gave up what was probably a very lucrative, like sideline or main career as an engineer. You gave it up for a few years to focus on boxing, then found that there was no money in boxing unless you kind of that was you mm. had to sign for you know you had to fight, you had to get regular fights or else there's no point in doing it. Is that would that be fair yeah. to say? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like it, it was me dream. It was boxing. It, it was just. It, it, and it was the it was the, the steps in place you know that kind of way you have these fights you have a fight here you have a European title fight uh, your rankings it's a business in a boxing and you, if you don't have someone putting them shows on and pushing the rankings and getting the place like it's it's it it, it cannot it, it cannot happen for you you know mm. uh, or you know that's the kind of that's that was my thoughts 
everyone else walk with them. It was no, uh, it, it wasn't really seen as a big thing at the time. It was kind of accepted, wasn't it? Two years on since like MTK basically finished, do you think, um, do you think Irish boxing has rebounded or recovered from you know, th- those days or what do you think? How do you assess the difference? Slowly, in the slowly, like matching them are coming back. It's kind of, it's slow, isn't it, to come back? Uh, in fairness, like the shows are getting regular again in the Republic. We have a lot of pros. It Like it's it's just, it's it's slowly building again, isn't it? And uh, you need the stars to sell as well. Like it's just, as you said, it's a business. Once Matchroom, they'll probably build them a cully. You have Crocker up the north. It's just a kind of, it's bums on seats and business again, isn't it? So I think the big promoters, be nice to actually see the likes of Pierce O'Leary get a chance in Dublin. Uh, I don't know where the warden is really too keen on coming over, but uh, like Matrium, I don't know what their plans, they were planning with Mick and then that went to Roy, uh, Crocker, you see, you need the stars to sell, don't you? Uh, for the TV, and, and but it is bubbling and building. There's, as you said, there's like 70, 80 pros. So touch what it does yeah. establish yourself. I know, again, you know, I know, uh, and Jericho bristles at the fact that there's like, there's mention that, oh, one fighter needs to be the, the main man or whatever. But, and he feels that like it should be a lot of people as the main man. But it, there is, a, I do feel like you do need someone right at the top, like to carry the thing a little bit. And the, I think mm-hmm. Pierce O'Leary could, could possibly be that guy in, a, in Dublin. And then there's mm-hmm. a, there's an open competition, but then there's Cully as well. Like so, it's Cully or Pierce or both. You know, it's it's difficult to know. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I think Cully has a large following, and and like you say, if he was a little bit gun shy in his last fight, but it was a good win against Reese Mould. Um, but if he can get back to the kind of knockout special fighter he is in his in his next couple outings, then he's back in pole position. He's a shoe in, yeah, yeah. Like it comes, you know what? Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. Like, yeah, that there has to be someone like in pole position he feels hard done boy did he quave in that that was mentioned but well it's just, like, um, yeah, uh, maybe, perhaps perhaps yeah yeah look it's uh, I don't know a good card and and well matched I'd love to see Pierce and, and Sean McHugh actually it's well matched fights can carry the card can't they good, good fights and uh, and you'd like uh, to and see Pierce, fights. Pierce versus Sean McComb yeah, the likes of that, like, would tell, wouldn't oh, it? That, that's a great fight, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure both lads will take it. Uh, You've obviously trained alongside Sean McCombs yeah, for a long Sean time. You'd know, you'd know Pierce very well. Yeah, yeah, that's, they're both special. So, like, the, the the fight, even though the names aren't out there, like, as in, like, war, like, like well, well known, a good fight would sell to the fans, wouldn't it? Like, so maybe they need to do that. Maybe, maybe have a matchup like that, like with, with Matchroom or they're actually walking together, together now. And it's amazing what money does, isn't it, Kev? <laughs> with the Saudis. So, like, it could, uh, the right cards, you know, the right cards and the right matches, it'll sell and build again. Your, uh, your comeback, tell us. After all your years out of the ring, how difficult was it to get back, uh, get back sparring, get back training? What did you have to put yourself through? Did you finish up working, or are you still doing a bit on the side or whatever? I know you're you're working in yeah. property development at the minute. Yeah, yeah. So the force, the force, I went actually back engineering as well. But the force fight, I was working full time uh, with a company, and 
just taking time off. I'll step back from the company. I do. I'm building a couple of houses myself and, and have a couple of rentals. So I'm still busy with my own stuff as well. A couple of Airbnbs and that. So it's like work has gone well uh, outside of boxing. But I still have that little nod and uh, hunger for it, you know, that kind of way. So I'm, I, I took a step back fully from my engineering job and I'm in the gym every day with the lads and, and, and I'm improving. Like I was a bit small, a bit heavy for my last one, and but I'm stripping down again and my body's moving better again. And I had a, like, I had a great spar with Paddy McCrory yes, yesterday. Uh, it's funny, like I was driving, I was actually driving over to the to the spar McCrory. He's obviously fighting uh, not this weekend, next weekend. And I was saying, you're in your old hunting ground of uh, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I I I yeah uh, I was driving over and back aches and all, and I was saying to myself, "What am I doing?" <laughs> like I was questioning myself, nearly. So I said to myself, "I said if this bar goes bad. If I have a really bad spar, I'm just jacking it in." <laughs> but I had a very, I had a good spar with party, really good spar, and and it kind of gave me a, a little confidence boost because uh, it gave me confidence boost. He's obviously fighting at, at war level now. And and I think he'll do well. He's a huge puncher. But it did give me a boost. Touch what he wins and does well. But it kind of it kind of showed me that like I still have it in terms of levels. You know that kind of way. It's funny, like you'd be questioning yourself. I'm doing well in the gym and I'm sparring well with the lads, but it kind of took say someone out of the gym to kind of see that and, what, and it kind of went well, you know. At thirty six, what's what's easier and what's harder? Track work, that must be a bit harder. I can't run. I can't run because of my back. I've, I've trouble with my back, so I can't actually do running. Uh, just, do you know what? I just aches and pains, but it's getting out of my system now. When I first went back, it was 90, probably three kilos. I'm down to, say, 82. Like, I lost. It's probably a couple of stone I lost. Do you know what kind of way? Like, how it carried the well uh, evenly over my whole body and my <laughs> mallet head for uh, <laughs> No, it's good just being back in shape and a springy step again. If nothing else from it, I'll stick with me training because I just got obsessed with work and kind of neglected even training once, twice a week. Like just even like I just kind of stopped completely. So it was good to get back in the in just feeling healthy and in shape. That alone, even just getting a couple of fights, if nothing else. It kind of uh, brought me back into shape and and kind of switched on that way. Um, when you when you're actually in the ring now and with the experience that you have, and I don't mind labeling the el- the elder statesman now because you you said it yourself a few minutes ago, right? So yeah, I'm not offending you. It's your own words. <laughs> when you're in the ring, like, uh, do you pick your shots differently now that you're older and wiser? Yeah, well, I, I had good reflexes and I was sharp, and that kind of carried me, uh, me boxing. And you nearly got, you're nearly an autopilot. You're training hard, and it works. When something works for you, you're in autopilot subconsciously and just going. But when I came back, I had to switch on and think a bit more and catch shots better and have me hand positioning better. It kind of, it kind of uh, tidied me up. Uh, the break did. I had that fight. I know your man wasn't great at all, but like he barely, I barely got hit in that red cow. I don't know whether he watched it. I, I didn't take any shots at all and, and stopped the guy who who had close enough fights with Bork and, and uh, Jay Bourne. Uh, not that I meant that, and he's obviously just a journeyman, but I know myself. Uh, 
but we can see things a lot clearer now when I'm in the ring. And over 10, 12 rounds, that that will stand to me. I, 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 like, I'll, I'll put it out there that I'll be even better than, the, than I was when I finished four years out because of that kind of... That bit of insight, watching, catching shots and, and being a bit cure. Uh, like I said, I didn't have a hard amateur career, a hard pro career for that matter in the 10 years with stop start and breaks. And you're aware, you're obviously aware that like that's a big statement to make, but you're obviously aware that like history almost is against your statement. When someone comes back Definitely. at 36, Definitely. they aren't better than they were at 31 <laughs> or 32. They say they yeah, are. talking shit, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah, a big statement yeah. to make, Luke. Obviously. Definitely. Definitely, but you know what? It's I'm very real. Like I'm not I'm just, like I don't tell lawyers. Like you know, that kind of way. Like I'm. I'll be realistic in in what I'm saying. I re- genuinely feel I can be better. You know, that kind of way. And I and I want to just go out there and show that. And and then I'll retire. You know, that kind of way. Uh, on a hoy on my own terms, and just finish up with a bit of pride. Chasing a bit of prize still. I don't know. Like, I think people are saying to me, What is he doing? Like, you know, like I get this kind of feeling, even my own family probably, like, what are you doing, Luke? But it is a you can't beat that feeling of boxing, the buzz and and the obviously you go crack in the gym, but the actual feeling of walking out and fighting you can't be replaced. That's why I suppose the likes of even Mick or people can't let go. Can he spike is still uh Talking about fighting, there's a show on Mayo mentioned, but like, and he'd be a couple of years older than me and, and longer as a pro. It's it's a funny game, isn't it? Well, I'm not going to drag it on either, Kev. I know I'm like, it's it's a dangerous sport. So, of this one in, in March, and then I want one big one, and I'm, I'm done, you know. What does your mom think of the, the comeback? She always thought I was mad anyway, you know. I remember, <laughs> I remember her, like I used to go into the seniors every year or, or the All Irelands and, and I'd lose and I'd be fucking down and I'd try and hard and she's like, she just couldn't understand how I kept going back. Um, uh, I don't give up really, do you know that kind of way? I kept plugging away and uh, I kept plugging away. I'm determined that way, you know. Did that make you resilient coming, coming up in that middleweight class at the time because like, Ireland had all, had fantastic 75 kilo yeah. fighters and it was just, your name was always in the mix when it came to the elites and the, like the seniors, but it was just quarterfinal or semifinal yeah. and then ultimately the winner would yeah. be like a big, big name, an Olympian kind of fighter. And yeah. and, and most yeah. of those lads, as a, just, as a vindication or whatever, most of those lads like yourself went on to either fight for or win world titles, like the 75s or... Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I said. But even back then, say I had that excuse, like I was full time in college, or I was trying, or I was working full time. I always had this excuse in my back pocket. Ah, they're they're elite, they're on the the high performance, you know, kind of way, which is a bad mentality to have. But I competed. I competed with the lads. I had two close close enough fights with Quigley. He was. He done well. He actually would have loved him to finish my career with and fight, but I think he's retired now. Uh, I always fancied him in the pros. You know, that bit of doggedness. He's a great boxer and all, but I think I would have had an, an edge on him in the pros, but he, he won't give me that chance. I, I think he's done now and retired. Will he you probably reckon? say that? I don't know. I don't that's, know. I, I think, don't that's know. A bit of an, we'll I think that's a bit of a Rocky Road exclusive here, Luke. You've, uh, yeah, yeah, man. You've you've been been put that out there. But you know what? Like it was mentioned, Heron mentioned it. 
for the first Crow Park fight, mm. you know, and there's Katie's couple of shows and, and it would have been a good undercard fight, the two of us, especially now that I'm back and I'll have two fights in March. It's it's a fight that, that can happen. He done very well against Ber- Berlinga as well. He boxed yeah, well. So he's still, he's still, uh, and he's younger than me. So it would be a nice one. John, just to finish off on, that's what I want. One more big one and, and into the sunset. He's going to have his comeback in about three or four years now, clearly. So that's, that's you'll see him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to wheel me into the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. Right. Well, look, I think I, I, I've actually almost gotten through an entire interview with, with you without mentioning Adam and Paul. Can I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, it's, it, that was a crossroads in my life, Kev. You know, I could have went with the actor full time, but uh, no, I had a part. Do you know who actually was? Remember Robbie Murray? And uh, had that money. Uh, it was St. Matthew's. Their sister ran an acting skill, and uh, I went to a couple of uh, auditions and got the call for Adam and Paul. But actually, there was some RTE program I got a, an audition for. It was a part, uh, the clinic, and it was on a summer. I was a, it was went to Spain actually, and and missed that. And then I just stopped going to uh, auditions. So I might take it back up now and retire. <laughs> So it was something you were taking quite seriously. I just went to auditions, yeah. yeah. So they'd need, like, say, someone from 15 to 16 and it looks right. that age. So that's how I went. I wasn't taking a seat. Now. So I need a couple of acting classes. Where, uh, I might go back into it now, Kev. I might go back into it. You, you, you called me out on that a couple of times, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, bollocks. Just sounds very funny. Yeah, it just sounds very funny. Yeah, I, yeah, expense. I got into the paper and all. Yeah, was, yeah, we, found yeah. A, we found a still from the, got a still from the movie and all. And, but I, I did. I like. I mean, I asked you for comment on it, and you yeah. talked about it. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're always looking for an angle when you're writing about boxing. Just yeah, so and so is fighting so and so. It doesn't quite cut it when you're uh, when you're covering boxing. You need. Yeah, an angle it's clever, it's clever. Yeah, yeah. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks, you know, Fair play, Kev. You've. In 10 years of career, you always get me uh, coverage. And even for the comeback, you gave me a mention, you know, so I appreciate that. Appreciate I was looking that. back at, yeah, sure, I was looking back at your pro career. I think I was at your first seven or eight fights until until basically the first door and fight. I didn't make it over to that prize fire, but until that now, yes. Yeah, we were at yeah, the mall. It was, it was yeah, yeah, some good points. Who, uh, who's the hidden gem in the gym that no one really knows about? There's a couple of new lads coming on. Paul Ryan is special. Paul is developing and such a such a big puncher. They're not exclusive. He's going to middleweight now. So I I'm up at super middle, so I'm staying well away from that young fella. But he's a he's a special uh fighter and, and developing really well and punching really hard, you know. So uh Senan and Senan impressed me in the last show. The lads are all like Sean is special, but he he's kind of on again, but you'll see Paul Ryan now that he's busy. Uh, I really, I really rate him, really highly, you know. So I'm having a hard time with him inspired uh, since I came back. Uh, but they're super dedicated kid and mm. punches really hard. So probably, probably, probably Paul. Yeah, right. Are you bringing a big crowd to uh, Galway for your fight, Paddy's weekend? What are you looking yeah. forward to? It? Yeah, there's a good crowd going. Yeah, I still have a bit of support there. Where. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be a good night. It'll be a good night down in Galway. And then McElhaney Promotions are, are doing another show in May, a big show. I'd love to get on a matchroom cart. Uh, they'd be happy with that as well. Like So 
but you know what? It's a shame. Know, yeah, you, you refused, up, yeah. you refused yeah. there a few minutes ago to slag any of them off, so I can see you're playing yeah, the game, yeah. all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The, there was talk of Crow Park again, which is at a fallen by the wayside, isn't it? And then Aviv is a backup. Looks like it, yeah. Kicking the bollocks, isn't it? But uh, hopefully Quigley isn't retired and uh, we can get on the undercard of that. Or party does well. And uh, with Berlinga, or Berlinga fight. I just, you know what I want, Kev? I just want one big fight after this and uh, giving me all in the in camp and the fight and, and finish up on my own terms. Is there a future for you in boxing afterwards or are you looking forward to getting back to uh, property, building houses, engineering, that whole kind of job, that whole shebang? Is there a future for you in boxing, be it managing fighters, training fighters, doing a club, working with kids? What are you thinking? Yeah. Look, I'd, I'd love to. It's a, it's a huge commitment for coaching. And, and obviously managing as well but uh, like if you're in with someone you're in with someone I'm, I'm so like I'm getting great luck with work I, I I don't think I could commit but I will be around the gym as a number two or kind of there as advice and I'd love to be still a part of boxing but until I'm older probably 50s I, I can't I can't see myself come in I have a family there of, with of five kids uh, so it's 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 not something that I could commit to. You see the lads, like CP, they have to go to every fight and travel away and be there every day. It's something that I, it's not something that you can put one foot in again. Like I said, like you, lads training for fights, you'd have to just be with them full time. But I'd love to be a part of the gym in terms of just hanging around and helping out and holding a bucket uh, over the next few years. But in terms of uh, coaching, it's not going to happen, you know, not for the foreseeable. Yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, yeah, that's for, it's been an interesting interview, yeah. Luke. It's been great to yeah. catch up. Yes. Yeah, been, okay. yeah. been a long time. Yeah. Been a long time yeah, waiting long to get you on. So I uh, really appreciate it and hopefully get you on again yeah. soon. And uh, yeah. before that, before that big fight comes. Yeah. You'll have your retirement. We'll, we'll have another one then, Kev, you know, yeah. yeah. As soon as possible. Yeah. Next year, next year we'll have one. Great yeah, and I was good chatting, Kev. That, that, uh, that big fight with McGregor never came about, so it'll have to be a, a different big no, fight. No, no, that would have been a nice payday. A ch- chance the arm there, but didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You had to go, you had to go. You, 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 you did know, you have to roll the dice, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have made it to this uh, interview in a car. You you would have been in a helicopter for the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some. I would just ignore you, all, you know, payday <laughs> like that. You, you retire. For, uh, I'll say, okay, but yeah, good chance. Cheers, Luke. Speak soon. Take it easy. You've been listening to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast. Join us again next week. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.